This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's CISO. Hello and welcome to Seagull Social, Season 4, Episode 6. This is, of course, our first ever Europa League reaction video. Um, and unfortunately, it didn't go to plan. It wasn't the fairy tale story that we all hoped for. Um, ben also cursed it in the last pod, yeah, saying AEK Athens who, which came back to bite us in the arse. Just a um, joke. So cheers for that, Ben. Uh, appreciate Just a that. joke. But um, yeah, I mean, look, it, it didn't work out how we'd like it to. However... It was an incredible day, an incredible experience just to see the like little things, just seeing like, you know, the 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 vests that were wearing, like the ball boys, the Europa League, all the branding, uh, the music, the atmosphere was incredible. Like the whole day was sick. And um, yeah, it just didn't go to plan. But Ben, of course, uh, you are here. Unfortunately, Ryan is at the Brighton Presser, so he's not with us, but he yeah. will be giving us his views later on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. via voice via note. whatsapp <laughs> yeah via whatsapp but um yeah ben just um kick us off mate with regards to just the day itself let's t- let's start with that the, the 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 occasion itself let's start with that uh yeah the day was brilliant i mean even just just working before the match like the adrenaline i had every like every time i stood up like my body was like tense i was like just wanted to scream it was mad like a kid at christmas it's it very weird um, and then we're arriving at Brighton Station, you've got all like the banners and stuff like that. They, they really like made they, they they made Brighton Station look brilliant. Probably, yeah, blue and white flags everywhere, and Brighton badges and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, getting straight to the Grand Central, saw Jack Albion there and all my lot. It was it was great, and yeah, the, the atmosphere was class. And yeah, I think just the whole day was just such a mad, such like such an unbelievable experience, which outweighs the result. I think if it was just like a, another game, I'd probably be a bit, a bit more disappointed. But mm. the experience and, yeah, just the whole day, I think, outweighs the result, which is why I'm not too upset with it. Yeah. No, mate, I 100% agree. I think the whole day is a whole lot. I ended up getting down there a bit early. Oh, as in about half or five. Uh, went to the Brighton shop in Churchill Square. Because um, my mate G had to sort out his top. Um, the Europa League badge had fallen off, so he had to go get that reprinted. Uh, <laughs> And then, um, and then, yeah, we went, we went, came to the stadium like quite early. Actually, it was mad busy. I think we got there about sort of half five, six. Uh, no, no, that's way too early. Sorry, half six maybe, uh, roughly. Um, so yeah, we sort of soaked it all in. It was like, yeah, just a very busy. It was good atmosphere, and it was yeah, it just it felt like a really good feeling around the club. And um, yeah, the, the pre-match atmosphere was great. And then unfortunately, 
things yeah didn't got, get off to the best starts and then you were like thinking well what's going on but no just, just to sum up like just I think it's Matt I think we have to take a step back and always remember that just being in the Europa League I think is an achievement in itself albeit we lost against arguably what on paper the weakest side in the in the in the group however in saying that we can't forget they're no mugs they they won the double last season as I said in the preview they won the double last season they played in Champions League football pretty much for the last sort of five six years so like they are a European caliber side it's not like they we've just lost to like I don't know a Serbian minnow who's just come into the Europa League for the first time like I think we do have to remember that and um, yeah I think we sometimes have to just not get too ahead of ourselves and get too cocky about the situation we're in. I think that's something we, I personally do sometimes. And I know we do as a podcast, we do sometimes get a bit ahead of ourselves and think we should be winning every game. And it's, yeah. it's, it's a given right. But I think it was a, a bit of a humbling experience yesterday. I think we needed it. Um, and one thing I will say as well, Deserby always learns from when we get humbled. Like we've always seen yeah, a reaction. Everton, boom, beat Arsenal. Bournemouth, get ready to hold seven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. West, West Ham, then we go on to beat Newcastle. Like, there's always a reaction, usually speaking, to to a defeat which is quite quite big. So um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm quite hopeful. But yeah, let's start off with the game then, Ben. Um, the game seemed sorry. The game seemed cursed, like from the beginning, because in the during, in the morning we found out. I think it was the night before. Actually, there yeah. was rumours that Dunk was going to be unavailable. True, and that really ruined the whole story of him being at with Dean, then leading us out for our first ever game. That yeah, that that yeah, the narrative that didn't sit right with me. Changed, yeah. And Mike King said it brilliantly. He was like. I think if you ever think life is, I oh know this is like a perfect example of life not being fair because that would have been the perfect moment. And yeah, that was pretty spot on. Like Dunkey being injured for that game. It was just, yeah, that was pretty heartbreaking. To, and, to hear. and losing Ferguson to illness as well because he was meant to be part of the squad, wasn't he? And then it came out mm. that he was taken ill and had to leave. So um, yeah, two sort of big misses, I suppose. But in saying that, we, we, we did rotate heavily against... Um, uh, Newcastle, uh, sorry, against Man United, United. Sorry, yeah. sorry, yeah, against Man United. We rotated heavily and we still got a good result. So I can't, we can't really blame it on like heavy rotation because it seems like our squad depth is good enough to handle most sides at the moment. Clearly, not yesterday. We were just, I think, the low block killed us. But we'll get, we'll get onto the the finer details of the game. But yeah, let's start off with that, Ben. Let's start off with, let's start off with the first goal. To be fair, and what a goal it was. To be <sighs> honest, right? What a header, but. And I think Matoma's going to pop up a few times today, personally speaking. Yes. Um, he left his man. He, he didn't really mark Sadibe at all. Um, great cross from Haj Safi, the Iranian left back. Uh, <laughs> he, he got two assists, to be fair to him. He, he was really? the danger from set pieces. Yeah, he was. he's a set piece taker. And um, yeah, obviously got two assists. And the first one, yeah, Sadibe, brilliant header. Like, header. You can't God. take away anything away from it, can you? When's he ever going to do that again in his career, by the way? Had to be <laughs> against us, for fuck's sake. I was just like... We spoke about him before in the previews. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he was on, maybe he was on loan at Everton. He was definitely on loan at a Premier League team. I thought it was Chelsea, but maybe he was at Monaco. I remember yeah, but he, was a, he did play in the Prem for a little bit. I think, like, literally for like six months. I'm pretty sure he had a loan there. I might be wrong. But um, it's just, yeah, it's just typical that like, it was him. And it was an unbelievable header. Like, it's so good. But I, yeah. I just, I kind of saw it coming. I was like, they're scoring from this corner. I'm not, I'm not even saying that for the sake of it. Um, and yeah, I just saw it come. But their fans, I also, were just unbelievable during the match. I would just find myself just watching them. Mate, they were honestly, so good. So singing in unison, dancing in unison, doing these hand gestures in unison. It looked yeah. like a they were it was like an orchestra. Orchestra. Although they they did have like one guy at the front that kind of leads it. That's probably why they do they do yeah. it. So oh, so, mate. So 
but so, they were incredible. So yesterday we were in uh, WA. So usually we're in like the completely opposite side ne near to the... Um, so away from the away fans. So this time we were literally right by the away fans. And yeah. I don't know if you noticed, there was a pocket to the right of us, like top in the top, there was a pocket of fans. And what they were doing, you know like how we, like back in the day, we used to have on the left, we're the left side, we're the left side, we're the left side, Brighton boys. Yeah. And then they were basically doing that, but in Greek, it was mad. Like <laughs> they, had, they had like a little pocket corner in the top and then they were like chanting at each other when, um, but yeah, the guy, the, the, they, the guy also, they also had like a Will Griggs on, you know, the Will Griggs on yeah. fire. They had that in their own language. Yeah. That's so funny. That was so good. No, like massive props and credit to the away fans. They were incredible. Like, I don't remember, apart from half time, there wasn't a moment that, where they weren't singing or where they weren't making noise. Um, so yeah, massive, massive props to the, the Greek away fans. But um, yeah, going back to the first goal. Yeah. I, I thought it was Paul uh, from set piece. Uh, Matoma, obviously left his man and yeah, and it was an incredible header to be fair. I think it was one of those sort of unsavable um, goals. Um, but then going on to the equaliser, of course, Jao Pedro for first penalty. Now we've got to talk about the referee, Ben, I think, Fuck because no. it seemed I thought like... we had bad referees in England, but <laughs> Jesus Christ, every big decision was just, it got wrong. And I'm so glad we have VAR. Otherwise, that would have been even more of an embarrassing result. It would have been 3-0. This, this but... is the thing. He got bailed out twice by VAR. Mm. And then there was that big, um, I don't know if you remember it, with the Lamptey, um, when Lamptey came on and he got absolutely taken out. Absolutely clotted. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing. And and it was not given. And it's just like, yeah, like you said, the basic stuff, he just wasn't getting right. And it was really poor, I thought. Amrabat must have done about seven fouls. Yeah. And did, I don't think he got booked once. Or maybe he did and we all cheered, but... Oh my God, the amount of times he was... It took him a long time before he finally booked some of the players. It was very early on where one of the players absolutely clarted us. Um, I think it was like opening like five minutes or so. And then one of the people sat behind me and was like, oh, welcome to Europe. Like, that's yeah. the it's going to be very dirty. And they just didn't give anything. I don't even think it was a foul. And I just, yeah, after that, I just, it, yeah, yeah, kind of pissed me off. Well, I mean, AEK finished on eight yellow cards. We finished, including the Zerbi, we finished on five yellow cards. So 13 yellows were, were brandished yesterday, which, yeah, you, you can tell it was one of those games where they were very physical. Uh, like I said earlier, they played in a low block. They, they, to be fair, they came with a game plan and they, and they done it to a T. So, I mean, look, we've got to give credit to AEK. They, they came with a game plan. They, they took it out to a T. And do you know what? Let's, let, before we get onto the equaliser, well, the penalty itself, because we all know it was a stone wall, let's be real. Um, yeah. as we all saw in the replays. Um, before we get on to that, I just wanted to ask you, because um, I thought with everyone was sort of focusing on defensively, and, and I'll be honest, I think defensively we were poor. I thought Igor and uh, Van Hecker weren't at their best, especially Igor, I think, struggled. And I know it was his first game I and all I that. Thought he was, but... I, didn't, I thought he was all right. I just, I think, really? I, I, think, I, yeah. I think he was great, to be honest. All right. I thought defensively, I thought defensively we were poor, to be honest. Yeah. We lacked, obviously, Dunkey missing was huge. We lacked that leadership. We lacked that, just someone that of a sort of calming, cool presence. And especially at set pieces, I think he would have maybe had us a bit more organised um, as we conceded from set pieces twice. Um, yeah, I saw, her, I saw our set piece um, coach getting stick on Twitter. Yeah. Being like something that. like um, getting paid to do nothing but, or something like that. <laughs> my, my, my point was... Actually, defensively, I don't think it was our downfall. I think it was actually going forward. I thought we really lacked like that cutting edge. Like, like was it that last 10, 15 minutes was the most frustrating thing because we just didn't, sh we weren't taking shots. We weren't pumping the ball into the box. It was like we were just passing it around the back. And I was like, yeah. 
we got boys. We got ten minutes. We're three two down with ten minutes yeah, to go. Like, the ball dropped a fatty, didn't it? With like ten minutes to go, everyone's going shoot, and then he tried yeah. to take another touch, and then got tackled or ran yeah, into the tackle. Yeah, that extra touch was killing us every yeah, time. It's constant um, trying to walk the ball. In the but yeah, what, 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 yeah, Ben, what, what do you think? Did you think it was down to the defensive side of of, of us or down to the attacking end? Like personally speaking, I think it was actually down to our lack of threat going forward and not being able mm. to cut through AEK Athens. It was a mix than, of both. For yeah. Me. So, yeah, I don't think Igor didn't play, didn't play too bad, considering like the ball kept going to him as if he was Lewis Dunk, which is obviously how we play. And I'm going to use orchestra again, but orchestrator again. But he was kind of playing that role that Dunkey plays. Mm. And obviously, yeah, the team is relying on this new person that's just come into the team, his first competitive start. Um, then that was odd. And then that up top, I mean, Jao Pedro at the penalty spot is brilliant. It's really composed. Like, yeah. can't take anything away from that. But Loads of people getting frustrated with him, especially in the first half. He kept doing like all these flicks and just never paying off. Like mm. just always lo- losing the ball a lot. And I felt like, yeah, they, I feel like we were a bit naive in that respect. Like we maybe we didn't treat Athens with a bit, bit of respect. Maybe going forward and like that. Um, yeah, just nothing was really clicking. Kept doing these flicks that yeah, losing yeah. the ball a lot, gave the ball away a lot. I'm happy you brought up the flicks actually because me and uh, my mate who went with that's one of the things we actually really picked up on. Like. It was especially towards the, the second half as well, when we really needed to to penetrate. I think when we went three two down, we were still doing things. I, I remember Welbeck at one point where the ball comes to his feet instead of just taking a touch and you know using his bodies. He does so well usually. He tries to do a flick first time, and I think he gave the ball away. And I was just like, why are we doing that? Why are we doing these little intricate little flicks and tricks when really let's just start popping it. Let's do what we do well and try and actually cut through the defense rather than going side to side and um, yeah, it was just all round frustrating really, I think most parts of the game because as soon as we went tall, I thought, do you know what? We can go on to win this and then it just seemed to change and obviously they got their third and then... That, that third goal, my God. Oh. It was like something you could see on FIFA. Yeah. Like, Lamptey getting take, taken out. The ball, that assist went through Van Heck's legs like just perfectly and then obviously he shoots Jason still saves it and then deflects off the striker again and goes in. It's like it, it's something oh. you see on a video game. It, that it was, was so lucky. It was let's be okay. You know, all biases aside, it was a lucky goal. Come on, like in terms of the the, the actual finish, where I it think hit even the, not being score. like not being a poor fan, but I think even their second one, I don't think the guy who scored it had any idea what he was doing. He was just kind of like sliding in, and then it suddenly yeah. came, like and went in the net. Well, I think their first goal was great. I'm not going to take anything away from them. You could yeah. say Matoma should have marked him. But then the other two were just so embarrassing to concede. That's oh, agreed. Really, really, really poor goal. Let's let's talk about the second one because we obviously we've covered the third one now. Let's talk about the second one because yeah, another set piece, another Hadj Safi uh, corner. Uh, sorry, a free kick this time. This is um, your only dub from the game, isn't it? That <laughs> the rain got two assists. Got two assists. I got. I got to take. Honestly, I was so pissed off after the game. Like for a good half hour after, I was just fuming. But could then have been, after, could have been interviewing Thierry Henry, but he came, he came towards yeah, the Albion. Just want to put it out there, guys, everyone listening and watching, uh, I could have interviewed Thierry Henry and Hudman Sin, uh, Sin, uh, son. Oh. Um, and um, yeah, I, I decided to watch Brighton have Albion in Europe for the first time. But generally, hand on heart, I wouldn't change it for the world. I would mm. never have missed, I, I actually wouldn't have missed that experience. For like, do you know, I don't think I tell you, Connor then asked me, <laughs> he was like, "What are you doing Thursday, Ben? Do you want to interview Thierry?" Oh, really? I was like, "Oh, for God's sake, yeah." God's sake. Because he was like, is going to the game." I was like, "Well, that, obviously, I'm going to the game." That as well. just shows you guys the commitment we give to the this, commitment. Yeah, the commitment to Brighton of Albion, first of all, and second of all, for this podcast. But um, 
yeah, so yeah, the second goal, yeah, it it was a great cross. Um, but then yeah, defensively, it was poor, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was poor. It's just it's just that head in hands every single time that those kind of goals went in. Um, and again, their fans just went absolutely mental. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to be sitting in the south stand or the east stand in between them because they looked like they were giving it. But, oh, mate. It was, yeah, that, it, was, that it, was pure it, chaos. Yeah, it, it was poor. It was poor from our, our perspective. Um, and yeah, in the end, yeah. Uh, and again, we went down 2-1. Uh, and it was always like every time we were chasing the game, weren't we? It was never a point where mm. we were in control. And I think that's what really killed us. Usually speaking, we are in control. Obviously, possession-wise, I think we ended up 75% to 25% uh, possession. But again, uh, even though we had the possession, I didn't really feel like, oh, yeah, we're going to score now. Yeah, we didn't look threatening with it. And it, yeah. it seemed like it was very similar to the West Ham game. Um, and then when we were doing the review of the West Ham game, we were saying it was very similar to the Everton game last season. And those games are pretty, they all seem pretty similar, which I guess is that is that a worrying thing now? Because we said that the Everton one was a freak game. And we said the West Ham one's a freak game. That's only happened once a season. But now it seems to have happened again already in a matter of weeks. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. No, mate, 100%. I think you've got a question. Yeah, is that a consistency thing? Is that a form thing? A lot of rotation as well, Europe coming into play. I think we're going to have to expect, accept and also expect not to win every game. We can't win every game. Like, that's just never going to happen. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Um, and I think, I think, like I said, going back to what we said earlier uh, earlier about like this expectancy, I think we're getting to a stage now as a fan base where we're sort of getting a little bit cocky. Not, not, not overtly, but we are getting a little bit like, oh, yeah, we, you know, because we play such good football and we, you know, we get some good results. Oh yeah, we should be beating every team. But no, like as we saw yesterday, any team that plays a low block against us, we struggle with. We really do struggle with. And I think that's one thing I think deserving needs to figure out and work out. It's like, right, in those situations where a team doesn't come to play football, or that's sorry, that comes across disrespectful, but like they come to with like a low block, defensively sort of very sound and you know, will hit us on the counter. How do we counteract that? How do we go against that? Because I think at the moment. We don't have an answer, especially based off yesterday. Mm. I just felt like every time we went forward, nothing. And and, and let's talk about Matoma as well, because I think he did go missing a, a lot yesterday. And of yeah. course, he was at fault for the first goal. Um, he wasn't his usual self, unfortunately. And I think that really showed. Um, I don't know what you thought about. Why do you think that was? I don't, I don't know. I can't really put my finger on as why he didn't really get involved. He wasn't really on the ball much. And when he was on the ball, he didn't really impact the game as we know as well as he can do. Yeah. No, he did go missing. It was pretty frustrating. Like, when your best players aren't playing well, then you know you're going to have a shit day. But 
I don't really know too much of why he was. It just it was just a poor game. I don't think he was getting up man marks specifically. Maybe I didn't see that or missed it. But the difference between him and Adingra, when Adingra came on, he was brilliant. And yeah, that's that, really that's correct. kind of that's the level that we have been used to at left wing, whether mm. it be Matoma or Adingra. And Adingra was class, so I just hope that Matoma's not gonna go for a rough patch now. Um I guess it's only, it's only one game at the end of the day. Yeah, and you can you could argue that a lot of the Brighton players didn't really have their best days, but when when you don't have your best day, you hope that your best players will take you out of it or drag you out of it. But yeah, yeah Matoma unfortunately didn't do that. And I'd like to think Evan Ferguson probably would have started that game up front instead of Jao Pedro. I feel like that I, because Jao Pedro it just did not work other than the penalties, obviously. It mm. didn't work. He wasn't like uh, people around me were always getting really frustrated because our strikers usually drop deep to collect the ball from the midfielders or the centre-backs, but he was never really doing it. And especially when we had the ball from like goal kicks or playing yeah. at the back, he was never doing that dropping deep thing. I think he'd done it so twice, maybe. Would you rather have him at the 10? Maybe at the 10 or on the wing. Yeah, but I, I guess just, just for the opposition, he did, did, did he didn't work as a number nine for me. I think Evan yeah. Ferguson or Welbeck would have done a much better job. What, what, do, you, what do you think of Ansu Fati? Because obviously, first start for Brighton. Um, I thought he was didn't do anything wrong. Uh, um, and I, but I just don't think he sort of really showed what he's all about, I didn't think. I mean, he had a few good touches here and there. And again, like you said, overall team performance wasn't great, so you're not really yeah, going to be able to... I don't think that helped. No, no, of course. He had a good, he had a shot in the first half um, that was saved, I think. Yeah, it was saved or it just went wide. Mm. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, I think people got fr quite frustrated that part that I mentioned earlier where he had the ball, he had the opportunity to do, shoot literally on the edge of the box or just inside the box and decided to run into a tackle instead. Mm. Um, yeah, he didn't play too bad, but I guess when the whole team weren't playing great, it was yeah. tough to judge him on that. No, 100%, 100%. But do you think, based off that performance, did you see glimpses of why... He was so well. He was an incredible talent and sort of up and coming at Barca. Can you can, could you see that from yesterday's performance? Not massively. I think there were maybe a couple of glimpses, but mm. yeah, I wouldn't say there were huge glimpses of the the class. I'm sure he's going to come good. And again, yeah. it's literally bit. He what's he had twenty minutes against United and then a game ninety minutes poor night. Yeah, minutes but it also comes down to the like where does he where does he fit in then? If you want, if we want Jao Pedro at ten and Ferguson up top. Where does Ansu Fatty go? Because obviously Matoma, you've got Matoma and Adingra on the left, and you've got Solly March on the right. Where does Ansu Fatty fit? Well, Solly, in? Solly was getting a stick again, as per on Twitter. Twitter, really? some Brighton fans on Twitter don't really don't like Solly March. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if they do, do it as a joke, but I, I thought I thought he was alright. Yeah, I didn't you know, think he was he, too bad. He, he, I think he was probably arguably our most influential player in the sense of how much of the ball he had and how much of the ball he saw. There was times where he was a bit frustrated. I think like. He's, you know, he's little. He loves that little cut in and out thing. He does. Uh, he does that. I think sometimes he, his decision making needs to just improve a little bit. But as we've seen in the last sort of six to twelve months, his output's got so much better. So like, we can't really like. What more do you want from the guy? Do you know what I mean? Like again, he's not going to drop a ten out of ten every game. And you know, there's going to be times where the whole team struggled, and he also was was part of that team. And I think just yeah. you can't really sort of point him out. I think it's a bit. What hard. I will say though, I cannot stand Milner at right back is just not the one especially yeah. when obviously any wing you come up against nine times out of ten is going to be fast and he was he was getting caught out a lot I feel yesterday mm. um you're always going to come up against a pacey winger that's just when we get opened up like when they countered like they counter attack um for their third one like, they just caught us on the break a lot and yeah. every like, they had a few chances where they were catching us and we're thinking god they're going to score again like it could have been 5-0 at one point or 5-1 at one point mm. um and then yeah Milner just I 
I thought he was going to get taken off us in the second half, but obviously got injured very early on in the second half. Don't wish injuries upon anyone, but it was a bit of a blessing in disguise because I thought Lamptey done quite well. Um, mm. But even Lamptey yeah. was getting a bit of criticism I saw as well. Just mad, was like, he? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like our fan base is like anyone who's, you know, <laughs> I anyone don't, ready. I can't, I can't have Milner at right back. Beltman no. or Lamptey, because Milner just gets caught out too much. Yeah. I mean, well, the bloke's looked... like 38 years old. He's solid as well. Like He's really good mm. doing his midfielding duties. Don't get me wrong. Like When he's passing the ball, I think he had a good opportunity early in the first half as well. Like he's good at that. He's just not a right back for me anymore. No, because well, I, I agree. I think, I think we said it after the Luton game. Like he, he had a solid game against Luton, but respectfully, that was Luton. And um, also, West Ham was very poor, wasn't it? When he was at right back. That's, yes. Yeah. Again, yeah, very yeah. similar game where we kept getting caught out. He's not the player that you want to be doing that. No. When the team sits back against you, you need to be ready for them to counter. And when you've got someone with like thirty pace from FIFA. <laughs> It's the worst. I'm joking. Yeah, when someone when you've got someone slow like that defending, yeah. it's it's curtains. Yeah. Um. All right. I, I know because obviously time as well. So just quickly before we sort of wrap up the game, um, well, we also need to play Ryan's thing two, as well. Yeah, we need to play that as well. So just quickly, um, two chances that sort of uh, I think were big ones. We have got to talk about quickly. Uh, Adingra's ch- shot. The, the keeper made a cracking save. To be fair. Um, mm. Stankovic made a cracking save from Adingra from the left and I thought that was yeah really good play cut in and a really good shot and yeah really top save from the keeper and then Jao Pedro one on one great through ball to be fair oh, I think yeah. it was, was it Van Hecker I think it was with a fantastic through ball whoever it was I can't remember who it was now but it was a fantastic through ball an incredible touch from Jao Pedro um, and then from a tight angle I personally think it was a tough angle to score from, but I saw a lot of people like around me like, oh, he should be doing better there. He should be scoring. He should, I feel like he should have done better. Maybe it was the, oh, a better angle, but yeah, I feel like he should have done better. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, let us know in the comments or, or yeah. whoever's watching, let us know whether you think Jared Pedro should have scored. But yeah, me personally, I think it was it was a, t- it was a tough chance. Uh, but yeah, overall, just to sum up the game, uh, yeah, frustrating evening. I think AEK Athens, credit to them. They came and... They had a game plan. Came, and they saw, they conquered. I think. Exactly, in, in Greek style, in Greek fashion. Mm. Uh, big credit to their fans as well. They made incredible noise. So um, but yeah, I think just everyone, take a take a quick you know pause and just remember where we are, who we are, where we've come from. Just enjoy it. Let's enjoy it. I know, I know it was a very, I was very frustrated by the result yesterday, uh, but we still got another five games to go. Uh, and you know, we usually play better against the more expansive teams, so the Ajaxes, the Marseilles. Mm-hmm. We should. both drew, by the way. So that's yes. that was a bit of a plus. 100%. Neither of them won. Yeah, yeah. And then final thing, before I let you do the voice note, Ben, I just want to quickly say, I've noticed, yeah, a lot of people are getting lots of messages last night from rival fans saying, oh, Brighton lost, blah, 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 like, wait, wait, you, you're too big time, blah, blah. I just want to say one thing, right? It's funny how we, we're, you know, usually people's second favourite team or they we get plaudits for being such a great football inside. And then as soon as we either beat their side uh, at the top six, or we get too close to, you know, change the equilibrium of, of the, the the table and all these big clubs, that's when they seem to be like, oh, yeah, you're, you're, you right. know, let's bring them. You need, you need humbling. You need humbling. And it's like, well, I don't get I don't get that sort of mentality. It was like, we, we as fans don't usually sit here and go, we're the best, we're the best. I know there's sometimes where we do, we might do that. Um, but I don't get this whole narrative of like, we need humbling. You need to know your place. And all this stuff. And this is like, coming oh. from Chelsea fans and Man United. Well, Chelsea fans who aren't in Europe, by the way. So yeah. they're saying we need humbling. They finished 12th last year, didn't they? Where did they? Sure. Are they not playing in Europe this year? 
Nope. No, they're not. Uh, neither are no. Spurs. Um, and, then, and then, like, yeah, I was having some Man United You're fans. Not a fan, yeah. yeah, Man United yeah. fans were coming at me after we beat them at Old Trafford, by the way. Um, so, yeah, look. It's, it's just funny just... how we're under their skin, though, is it? Like, it's just, yeah. It's just funny. Brian, yeah. This is the thing. Like, everyone, everyone's all like, oh, yeah, they're great. Love, love what Brian are doing. Hope you, hope you finish top four. And don't do too you... well. Yeah, but don't yeah, do but don't do too well because then otherwise we're gonna hate on you and we're gonna say all this shit. But yeah, there you go. Mm. Uh, it's just funny how that how that works, isn't it? But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ryan wants to give his quick thoughts on, on the game. So Ben, without yes. further ado, yeah. So he was at the presser and couldn't do it. Yeah. This is the only time we could do it. Right. So this is Ryan. This is my thoughts on Athens. Um, I'm very surprised with how they played. If I'm honest, they took me by surprise. Um, but at the same time, I think it's actually a good thing. And I think I'm gonna sound like a psychopath here, but. I feel like whenever Roberto De Zerbi early on has a bit of a hit back, we saw last year in the Carabao Cup against Charlton. Look at the FA Cup run we had. Got all the way to the semi-finals and played very well, knocked out Liverpool. Roberto De Zerbi didn't drop the subject of Charlton for, what, about six months? So the way I look at it is that it's a nice time to take a hit like that. So I think I'm quite confident going into the rest of it because if a team plays and expands against us like Marseille could, like Ajax could, I have a little bit more sort of confidence towards it. So I want to just put my sort of opinion in so that you can put it on the podcast. Um, so, yeah, hopefully that <laughs> covers everything. Just to say as well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, there's worse situations that we've been in to complain about, do you know what I mean? So... Yes, we were wet. Yes, it was a whatever, but no, it was a historic day, historic night. Going to watch Brighton in the Europa League. Um, heads up, boys, because um, you know we've got more to come. Five more games left. Fifteen points to play for. I think we're going to be all right. Bash. Mate, look at that. Yeah. I, I hadn't even listened we to that. that perfectly, yeah. We, yeah, pretty much. We <laughs> He's actually pretty much summarised the whole podcast in a in a minute. So, um, mm. yeah, I hadn't actually listened to that voice note. But, um, no, he's, he's bang on. I agree with everything that's been said. Um, I think, yeah, just just enjoy it. we still got still five games to go. And as I said right at the beginning, De Zerbi usually gets a big reaction um, from his players after a, a big defeat. Um, and so, yeah, it, uh, we're going to do a Bournemouth preview. Uh, ahead of that game at some point. I don't know if we are because oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Not the time. Yeah. Um, but we'll yeah. do a quick thirty-second preview. We'll hopefully win and bounce back. That's my preview. There you go. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, hopefully we see a reaction. Oh, and on that actually, Deserby did come out in his press conference today saying that there's going to be lots of changes. He said apparently he's going to do a big rotation. So we're, we're going to look like we're going to see mm. another sort of another eleven on Sunday. I think Ferguson's going to potentially make his way back. But he, I think we're few... to start for Matoma. That'd be nice. I think. Yeah, there's a, there's a few rest, doubts though. actually. I think Milner's a doubt after getting coming off uh, injured. Yeah. Um, quickly, let me just quickly get uh, Naylor's tweet. He tweeted about it earlier. Uh, da, 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 da. Where is it? So yeah, Milner, uh, Pascal Gross, muscular problem. Um, also not clear cut on Dunk and Ferguson. Jeez. So there's a few late calls there. So that'll be interesting to see <sighs> what kind of team we put out. But um, yeah, fingers crossed we bounce back against Bournemouth and we can get a good result. Quickly, Ben, score prediction for Bournemouth? At home, I'm going to say 2-0. Nice. I'm going to go just to be, just so no backfiring. I'm going to go 1-0 Brighton, just really? to be very... I see. I feel like they're going to score. Actually, Dominic Solanke probably two um, one. We've been we've been very leaky. Yeah, maybe two one. I do yeah, want to right. say before we wrap up um, at half time yesterday, Maz, probably one of the nicest things someone's ever said to me in my life. Uh, came up to me and was like, um, an older gentleman as well, uh, probably about fifty years old, maybe something like that. Um, 
but yeah he came up to me he was like oh look, i just want, just want to say what what you maz and ryan do um is like one of the few things i get to look forward to in life and that sort of thing um said that's been going for a really rough time this year and that sort of stuff and yeah this yeah he get looks forward to our podcast every week and that's like the thing that kind of brightens up his week oh, so, nice. yeah Absolutely. gave him a big hug as well and yeah absolute oh. top bloke yeah, it's so sweet. Oh, yeah. big shout out to him. And also, yeah, just on that note, actually, I, I got a lot of love. Got three or four people coming up asking for selfies. And then, um, yeah, we we had some um, had some fans as well next to us. And he was like, really love your podcast. Keep going with it. And uh, yeah, mm. honestly, it's so nice to see the love being shown by everyone. Yeah, um, nice. yeah, so no, I really appreciate everyone's support. On that note, thank you so much for everyone tuning in. If you're watching, if you're listening, please do like, comment and subscribe on YouTube. And of course, give us a five-star review and all that jazz. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify and Apple, and we will show you back after the Bournemouth game. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Poof. Peace. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans.